You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show or coming back or accidentally listening to this. Or if you're sitting in the car with someone who loves listening to the show and you hate it, but now you're stuck there. Uh, Thanks for toughing it out. Whatever. For whatever reason you're here, thank you. This week it is episode 77 and we are talking one of the best games on the NES. Yes, an absolute classic DuckTales. Fuck yeah, that music alone, right? Like I usually I'm I'm torn on like what three songs I'm gonna put in the episode, but for the intro, uh the space between my rambling and the show, and then at the end, uh this time uh, I have a new song. I have a second song to play before I get to the bulk of the, the podcast, but if you hang around to the end of the show, uh you'll get another dose of that 
like eight bit version of the theme song because it's so fucking good. Uh, fucking Ghostbusters, why couldn't you do that? Anyway, um, guys, if you can't tell, I'm not feeling super well this week. I had a really bad, uh, you know, I'll get even behind the curtains here. I had a pretty bad asthma attack this weekend, uh, paired with a cold. I think the cold brought the asthma attack on. So, uh, this may not be the world's longest intro. And I know half the time I say that and then it is, but this one might not be. And if you're not interested in the intro at all, look in the description box below or whatever the fuck it is. The description of the podcast, there'll be a timestamp telling you where to skip to if you just want to listen to us talk about DuckTales. Uh, thank you so much to everybody for the solid feedback on last week's episode, the WrestleFest one with the phone conversation. People seem to say that the quality was fine, uh, which is really exciting for me because it is going to make my life so much fucking easier going into next year. So uh, thank you for everyone that reached out with the positive feedback on that. And also just a quick uh, podcast note, there will, uh, I'm sorry, uh, there will be no regular episode next week because next Wednesday it is Christmas Day and uh, I'm going to take a couple of days off and just drink and eat with my family. So uh, the Patreon exclusive Q&A rambling episode will still be going live on Monday the 23rd. So you have a few more days. If you want to get questions in for that, please submit them to me on any of the many social media platforms that I'm on. And uh, I answer and talk about every single question and topic that gets submitted to me. I'll also be addressing uh, my games of the decade. That's one of the things that people have asked me for. And I'll be touching on that uh, on the Patreon episode on Monday. And then that'll be it until uh, the, the first, I think it is. Yeah, I think the first is the next Wednesday. So I'll be taking a week off. So you guys can all enjoy it. Go spend some time with your family and blah, 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 blah. And also speaking of uh, uh, the the first January first launching on January third, we'll be wrestling with wrestling. Uh, originally, I had a big like plan to promote it on social media, but that's a hard thing to do when you don't actually have a podcast or anything yet to promote. So I'll probably just be plugging it on here and stuff, getting into the episode. But that'll be going live on January third. So uh, just okay. So to sum it up, December twenty third, the Q and A rambling episode will be going live. There will be no episode on the twenty fifth, and then we'll be back with episode seventy eight on New Year's Day. January 1st, 2020. So if you want access to that Q&A rambling one, patreon.com slash remember the game, two bucks a month, you get all the extra episodes, you'll get entries into our draw to win prizes, and you'll get a shout out on the show, just like Chuck Barsick and Jason Adams are two new additions to our Patreon team. Thank you both so much for supporting the show. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, Hanukkah, whatever, blah, 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 blah. There, Patreon plug is done. Christmas announcement is done. Uh, We got, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, thanks to everybody that left us great reviews. Uh, over the last few days, I don't know sure where they came from. Maybe I bagged extra hard in the last week's episode, but uh, I got a ton of new reviews on the on iTunes and on the Facebook page and on all these different platforms. Uh, so thanks to everyone that's left those. I'm not sure what they accomplished, but as far as I know, they helped the show. Uh, and also thanks to everyone that reached out to me about my capture card problem. It seems to be working right now, but uh, I had a few people reach out with some really good advice. So thank you guys for doing that. You are all beautiful. Um, Maybe not physically, but, you know, neither am I. That doesn't fucking matter. So uh, I don't have too many thoughts uh, that I want to touch on this week. Again, uh, I'm <laughs> like my asthma is really bad. Like I'm out of breath just from that the last like four minutes of talking. Um, I quickly wanted to touch on the Game Awards. I got a chance to watch most of it last week. Um, I'm, I'm legitimately curious if you watched it. Like, does anybody watch that show for the awards? Or, or are you there for the announcements and new, like, game drops and stuff? And then the awards are just something that are happening in between. And I don't mean to, to discourage the different game developers and stuff. But, like, 
Um, I can see that you won game of the year. I don't need to watch a three minute presentation about who won game of the year. I don't also, I don't watch any movie award shows or music award shows or anything. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, a couple of the announcements were kind of cool. I don't know. Just, just that to me that the announcements kind of overshadowed the awards, but without them, I don't know if anyone watches the awards, so I'm not sure what to do. Also, it was pretty cool because Green Day was there and like, holy fuck. I, I mean, I thought Green Day, like I thought they retired like 10 years ago. So that's pretty rad. Um, on a quick side note, I've said it, <coughs> excuse me, I've said it many times, uh, but my game of the year this year was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, it wasn't really even close, uh, but I also didn't play much that wasn't on the Switch because I only got an Xbox One about a month ago. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll come across something on my Xbox and be like, oh, never mind, Fire Emblem, this is my game of the year. But I, I doubt it. Fire Emblem Three Houses was fucking, mwah, I loved it. Uh, again, I'll touch on my games of the decade uh, on the Patreon one in a couple or a few days, if you're interested in that. Uh, cause it's, I mean, who knows? Like I've never hosted a podcast at the end of a decade and there's a half decent chance I'll never host one at the end of a decade again. So, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'll be running out of games before 10 years from now. Uh, as far as what I played, uh, this year, like I said, uh, three houses was my game of the year. I played a lot of retro stuff this year, like obviously because of the show, um, but I played a ton of retro stuff, a lot of retro stuff I've never played before. It's been really cool, like experiencing some of these games for the first time. And I made a quick list, like just off the top of the, my head, a, a few retro games that I either played for the first time this year or played for the first time in a long time this year that I really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, there's obviously like Super Mario World and Super Mario RPG and Link to the Past and some of those I play all the time. So I don't, I didn't count those. Uh, Shining Force, uh, which for my money is my retro game of the year because it's the first time I played it and I fucking loved it. Tactical RPG on the Sega Genesis. Fantasy Star 4, I got most of the way through and then kind of, eh, but you'll hear about that on a future episode of the show. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, I just finished. Shinobi 3 was awesome on the Sega Genesis. I played through the original Resident Evil for the first time this year. Really enjoyed that. The original Legend of Zelda I played through for the first time this year, which was also a lot of fun. And I just finished Metal Gear Solid or I'm about to, uh, for the first time in 20 years, probably since it came out. So like just a few of the retro games I've played. It's been a fun year, man. Lots of video games. Having so many retro games available on my Switch that I can take on the road with me and stuff has been just massive. Um, ah, I just love video games. That's all. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get to what I'm playing and then I'm going to get to the intro again. Sorry, short intro. Some people think the intros are too long anyway, so maybe this is good for you guys. Uh, but what have I been playing over the last seven days? Quite a bit, like quite a bit. I've played a lot of video games this last week. I, I brought my, uh, my PlayStation Classic on the road. I never thought that thing would come on the road with me, but it did. And I played a lot of Metal Gear Solid uh, in my hotel room. So I was doing shows this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish it today. I'm like, I'm right at the end. There's like a getaway scene. Uh, no spoilers, I guess, or anything, but I'm there. I just have to get through it. I just haven't yet. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, first time in a long time. Some stuff I love about it, some stuff I hate about it. We'll do an episode on that in this year, uh, in 2020, a thousand percent. I finished Banjo-Kazooie a few days ago. Uh, saved my thoughts for an episode of the show. Uh, I'm playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider right now on my Xbox One. I love it. I love the new Tomb Raider games. All three of them are fucking sick. I like the Uncharted games a lot too. For my money, I think I, maybe it's just because I like Laura Croft better, but I like the Tomb Raider games a touch more than the Uncharted games. Um, so highly recommended those. If you've got anything to play them on the PS4, the Xbox one, they're probably on the PC nerd system stuff somewhere. Uh, they're available pretty cheap now too. They're phenomenal games. If you're into those like exploration, actiony movie style games. And then on my switch, I've been playing uh, shovel Knight, the King of cards expansion that just dropped. Uh, you guys, I cannot stress this enough how much I love shovel Knight. It's uh, it, it's uh, spoiler alert. It's going to be in my games of the decade list. I fucking adore 
Shovel Knight. There's four full games in there now, plus a multiplayer one that I don't really care about. Uh, it's it's cheap. It's on everything. It's it's if you're into those old school platforming games, it is phenomenal. I we're gonna do a Patreon episode on that pretty quick, I think, because I I love Shovel Knight. Spoiler alert: I fucking love it so much, and I'm having a blast playing King of Cards. I was up late last night, and uh, I should be going to bed because I'm sick, and I'm just, I can't stop playing Shovel Knight. It's so fucking good. So if you own anything. Any system, uh, get Shovel Knight. I promise you, you'll like it, okay? Good enough. That's what I've been playing. Uh, I've died here. I'm going to shut the fuck up and get to this week's episode, you guys. Like I said, episode 77, we are talking DuckTales for the NES. Just the music alone for this makes me so happy. And like the graphics, the colors, the gameplay. Like to me, this is what this podcast and what retro gaming is all about. It is just nostalgia to the fucking 12. It's the best. It's a time when all we did was watch cartoons and play cartoon video games and just... Ah, I fucking love it. I can't remember if we touched on the remake when we recorded the episode itself, but if we didn't, just a quick spoiler, it's fine, but it's not as good as the old one. There's no charm there. So uh, my guest this week is Mark McHugh. I'm going to cue some cool, cool music. You guys, DuckTales released on the NES on September 14th, 1989. So happy, happy 30th plus birthday DuckTales, you guys. Kick back, relax, enjoy the show. Let's talk DuckTales on the NES. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. So I refuse to say all right to start the episodes anymore. It's something new I'm going to do because 65 episodes, and I don't know when this one's going to go live. This could be in like the 80s. I have no fucking idea. But <laughs> I'm just today, as I was, as we were coming up the stairs, I was like, no more all rights to start the show. Instead, I'll ramble about how I'm not saying all right. Uh, joining me on the show this week, long time guest, confidant, and occasional lover, Mark McHugh is here. I like how, how are you, you buddy? said all right four times to explain how you weren't going hey. to start with all right. This is a professional podcast, <laughs> sir. How's it going, man? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, you know what? 
I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. This is one of those games that a lot of people have asked about coming on the show to talk about. Yep. And uh, we just haven't been able to make it work out. And you and I had it booked. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's, let's talk some DuckTales. I dug this game. Okay. Uh, so- if I have to be, I'm going to be completely honest, though. I played the original like way back in the day. Yeah. But the last time I played this game, it was the HD remake. Okay. So that's something I wanted to get into because I played the HD remake as well. And literally, as you can see, my NES controller is out. I was playing this game yesterday on my switch or not my switch on my nes classic it's on the nes classic uh Uh. (laughs) my nes classic has a virus so it's got some it has some some weird games got stuck in there uh and i've got some thoughts on it because admittedly like i i mean i love this game i'm sure you loved this it's a great game everybody like when you think of the nes outside of the marios and the zeldas and the mega mans and the the core games to me, some of the like the most iconic titles on the NES are like DuckTales, Chip and Dale. Well, if you and if you think about like what the state of licensed video games were at this time, like every big game or TV show had a video game, and a lot of them sucked. That a lot of them were terrible. Like you can even go back, like ET was like considered yeah. to be one of the worst games of all time. Yeah, but like this was the f- I won't say the first, but it was definitely one of the first real bangers yeah yeah that was based on another original property so this is crazy and i don't i mean you guys know i don't usually do a ton of homework for this podcast but i did a little bit on this one just because i had i wanted a refresher i was playing it and you know i wanted to just capcom made it and i knew that capcom had a pretty good fucking run on the nes they did a good job and the snes too and the snes yeah because i mean like as, as i'm sure most of you know the Mega Man games which are near and dear to my heart are capcom or the best game they ever made was for the Super Nintendo, Knights of the Round. Did you ever play it? I did not. But oh to say God. that it's best, that means it's better <laughs> it's than all the not. Mega Man. Okay, it's not. It's great. It's a good game, but okay. it's definitely not the best. I just, it was a game where you play as King Arthur. It's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Because like literally, my knuckles just cracked. Because I was like, if you're telling me some weird Knights <laughs> game is better than all the Mega Man's, get the fuck out of my house. Uh, like Capcom did a good job, right? But like then they made this, and like agreed like license and you know what really sucked about games back in like the 80s and 90s was like these licensed games before the internet either you would buy them because you had money saved up and you were like yeah. oh i'm gonna get like, yeah, I, like love- I liked that thing yeah I'm gonna- i liked home improvement i'm gonna right. pick up the cartridge or parents would buy them for you because they didn't know what you wanted or grandparents or whatever they knew mm-hmm. what you wanted but they knew you liked this show like the ghost bus i fucking we are going to do an episode about Ghostbusters on the NES on this show. And <laughs> oh, like, cause I adore the Ghostbusters, right? But like, and so that was almost like the formula back then was like, just take, take some popular character license, drop it into some crappy platforming or whatever, and then release it and make money. And that's all they were. And a lot of these games sucked, but some of them didn't. And I think that the ones that didn't have maintained that love from the fans because they actually tried. And even when you go to like the 16-bit area with the Lion King and Aladdin and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. people love those games, right? And when you talk to the NES, to me, the two that pop out the most as like a licensed thing like this, other than stuff like the Ninja Turtles, like two that stick out to me so far are Chip and Dale and DuckTales. Oh, I forgot about Chip and Dale. Yeah, like, and I, I really, like, Chip and Dale, I honestly prefer Chip and Dale to DuckTales, but mm-hmm. we, that'll be another episode. Chip and Dale's a fucking great game. <laughs> um, but this game is good admittedly playing it for the first time in 20 plus years over the last 24 hours i'm like um eh, it can stay it can stay in the 20 years ago it can, it's not as it's I would still say fine that, i would say that like the original just from like the little that i've played here and there in the last few years the original could stay 20 years ago hd remake 
solid. Yeah, like, I thought the remake was still a rad. solid game today. Yeah, and it's basically the same game. They just put like they just brought in the old voice actors. Yeah, they put a fresh coat of paint on it. And even that's cool because, dudes, I was thinking about that myself. And like so many, like there's some shitty remakes of classic games. Like, did you ever play the Turtles in Time reshelled or whatever the fuck it was there called? Was a, there was a remake of Turtles in Time. Yeah, it was on 360 and I think PS3. It was like an arcade. Like it, it was, and it fucking sucked. I was like, no, like how did you break such a phenomenal beat 'em up and just make it crappy? But like, I agree with you. I never finished the remake of this game, but I did play it when it was on PS Plus on the PS3. Or yeah, it was free on PS Plus, and I was like, "This is actually pretty solid." Is it looked like the cartoon, and it played like it sounded like it, the cartoon. It, it sounded looked exactly like an episode of the cartoon that yeah. you got to play. Because when you go to the NES version, like obviously back then they couldn't do like there's no voice acting in it or anything like that. They do have the, and you'll have already heard it because I guarantee you that's how I opened this episode of the show. They had the digital version of the Ducktales theme, mm-hmm. which I actually thought was pretty good for an eight bit version do, do, of an old do, song because that to me is one of the greatest tv themes like cartoon theme songs of all time it really is Ex- anybody can, anybody can sing it yeah to me like the <laughs> we won't go down this rabbit hole but to <laughs> me the three best cartoon title themes of all time are ducktales okay darkwing duck all right and i would go with the raccoons i don't you know, know if the what? raccoons is just canadian or not but i love that I'm song gonna have to, i'm gonna have to disagree I, inspector gadget needs to be in there Gadget's somewhere good. because that but like that's one of that's another one of those those themes you can just like yeah yeah you can just the, do, the, do, 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 do anytime like you can just bring it up and you know exactly how it goes yeah it was pretty good do you remember the goof troop theme do, 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 do. Uh, no, how, wait, how did the goof troop theme go? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sing because I don't want people to fucking delete my podcast. <laughs> they don't want to hear me sing. But so there's some great, so the point I'm trying yeah. to make is like, there's some great th- music from back then. And, uh, and DuckTales is one of the best. And they actually did it like, I've already played it. They did a good job. I don't not, I do not remember the name of who did the music, but I do It was know, like a dude from a band that everybody's heard of, but nobody loves, I well, think. Well, my understanding is the same person that did the music for this game or one of the people that was involved with it uh was one of the people yeah here it is sound programmer yoshihiro sakaguchi uh who did music in some of the original Mega Man games as well okay and well listen, that makes sense i have a Mega Man hard on as i've already established but like <laughs> the Mega Man music might be the best music on the nes like the Mega Man has always had phenomenal music i think Mega Man is kind of like the quintessential like nes side scroller platform totally. soundtrack yeah totally but this game like replaying it even just like yesterday playing it i was like i usually don't listen to the music in the old games that much anymore because honestly it can be very hit or miss and repetitive but i was like music's actually surprising good in this game like this is there's a lot like they did not just take these ip drop them into a shitty platformer and release a game like there's a lot of effort put into this game you know what i mean like it's so like i mean it looks good it doesn't look great but it looks good especially for that era it looks for the era it looked about as good as you could possibly get out of the nes it sounds rad they dropped a ton of the characters in, like Huey, Dewey, and Louie are hanging around. So is the little. I do so not. So is Launchpad. So is... yeah, Launchpad is always. He's always. <laughs> it's kind of annoying because you run into him. He's like, "Hey, you want to go back home?" And I'm like, "No, I'm no, fucking I'm here looking for treasure." <laughs> but I guess are you, you, my mom, I'm fucking. <laughs> so I did finally let him take me home just to see, and he like lets you you go back to like okay, so uh, basically, if you've never played Ducktales, I guess we haven't actually explained the concept of the game. If you've never played Ducktales, play a Scrooge McDuck, and he's trying to get rich. As always. And basically it starts out where you're, you're like you're like sitting in like your house and there's like a giant computer in what front of you. What an American concept. Right? It's like here's totally. this person, he has a swimming pool full of money and your job is to make him more money. Right, yeah. It's the, it's the perfect meta, metaphor for capitalism as a I whole. I love it. I yeah, think. he's got a pool that he swims in full of coins. Which, which is always... About- 
which is baffling to me because coins are not liquid. Yeah, I think Family Guy did break. that. Yeah, I think they did. Where like Peter jumps into the pool <laughs> of money and it just like hurts himself. And he's like, oh right, this is solid. <laughs> this is not. It's ridiculous, and it'd be so gross and dirty. But like, so the basic premise of the game is like, yeah, so Scrooge is out. He's trying to collect all this treasure, and he's feuding with that other duck that I do not uh, remember. All that like fat looking Irish duck. Do you remember his like the other rich duck? Uh, McLeod. Uh, I don't I think remember something. I'm not gonna pretend I remember. He also, all the duck there's tales also names. like the femme fatale duck as well. Yeah, yeah. They like they with. drop all kinds of like the 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 burglar boys or whatever the fuck they were called. Those the, fat uh, beagle boys. The beagle boys. They're all like they were in it. Uh, they do a great job of dropping all these characters in. So you have to go to five different worlds, and there's like there's the moon, there's the Amazon, there's like uh, Transylvania, there's like winter, and then uh, oh like a like a mine. Oh, right. And, and you have to go to these five worlds, and in classic Capcom Mega Man style, you can pick the worlds in any order you want, which I, I've I think, always loved. do you have loved. to do the moon last, though? Uh, nope. Isn't I, there I, one of them you had to do last? Well, when you try to do the cave, uh, it says you have to go get the key from Transylvania first. Oh, yeah. But, like, what's... Okay, so what's frustrating a little bit about that is, like... Because I did not remember any of this when I'm playing this game. And I'm like, okay, let's try the fucking cave. I don't remember what the actual name of it is. And you go in, and you're literally, like, 10 seconds into the level, and one of Huey, Dewey, and Louie stand in there, the green one. I have no idea which one's which. And he's like, uh, hey, you need the key, the key from Transylvania to get through here, which seems like an odd thing. So you're like, oh, okay. And then the game just drops you into the middle of the Transylvania level. And it's like, if you had already played through the Transylvania level but hadn't found the key... Now you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Now it's I got to like, play well, through this fucking level again. Like, or it's like, well, what did I miss? Right. What, where's this thing that I didn't know where it was? And part of me is like, well, that's kind of dumb. But on the other hand, like, I actually like the fact that they made like, dude, this game is full of exploration. There's all kinds of like alternate paths and like hidden walls and shit where you can find more treasure and things. And I like the fact that they work some of that stuff in and instead of just running left to right, like classic platformer, left to right, get to the end, beat a boss, go mm-hmm. home. You, uh, there's all kinds of exploration where you can just go looking for treasures and money. And then like, there's certain items and you can find like this key that you need to get on the moon. You have to find the remote control to work robo duck or whatever the fuck he's called. And then he'll come and blow up a wall that you can go down to the moon. Like it was a bit, yeah, it was a little bit of a Metroidvania. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. And I love that you like, you go into this cave and like, oh, here's one of these three children just standing here by a locked door waiting to tell me I need it. (laughs) And then like you go to the moon. What's your day like? Yeah. are you here you go to the moon and one of them are just hanging out on the moon with launch pad and he's just like hey uncle scrooge and i'm like why the fuck aren't you in school like why are you why are you on the moon get the fuck out of here you have a rich enough uncle you don't have to go to school they're just waiting for him to die yeah for the inheritance. yeah that's true yeah so that's the basic premise you go to these five worlds you fight five bosses you collect five treasures and then after you collect the five treasures uh i never got this far in the game people say this game is easy but like Maybe it is. I never owned it as a kid. I only, like, we rented it. Yeah. yeah um, me too. I think if you owned it and played it over and over again, it probably would become pretty easy. But, like, this game kicked my ass yesterday and when I was a kid. But my understanding is once you collect the five treasures, then they get stolen again. And then you have to go fight that final fat guy and, like, a Dracula or something to get them oh, all back. Right. So, um, but that's the basic, that is your basic premise. So, uh, where I wanted to go is we had mentioned Launchpad, mm-hmm. who I fucking, I adore Launchpad. I adore it's hilarious. him. Like he, he was great in Darkwing Duck. He's great in this. He's the perfect sidekick. Like slash, like, like is he is he the uh, what the fuck's the name of Batman's Butler? 
Alfred. Alfred. Is he like, he's kind of like their he Alfred? Is, he is a little bit like He's like Alfred. a way cooler, kind of clumsy Alfred. He's just there. Yeah, like he's there to like kind of say something cool or yeah. stupid. I, I always then... love Launchpad. And so when I was playing yesterday, I saw him and I was like, Launchpad, yeah! And I always he, loved how he was like kind of a dumb character and yet he had a helicopter license yeah, somehow. Yeah, and they all loved him because he's like the most loyal guy <laughs> ever. <laughs> so then, like no point where they're like, oh... I could probably get a helicopter. If this guy can get a helicopter's license, I could probably Anybody could get, get it because he always crashes. Hey, Mr. McD. <laughs> so then you go and you find uh, you find Launchpad and you can find him in any level. And he's like, you want to go home? And I, finally, I was like, okay, what happens if I go home? And it turns out if you go home, you just deposit all the money that you collected. Yeah. And then you can start over again. Because my understanding, I mean, this is like, I've always, I've never given a shit about scoring. With the exception of games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, where the only object of the game is your score. Mm-hmm. Like when I play like a Mario game or something. Or Tetris. Like, so. Right, right. Whenever I'm playing like an actual like goal-oriented kind of action game, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what my score is. Yeah, like, I, it's I don't like, care. I, did I get to the end and but beat it, the thing? Right, but in this game, it's designed to keep track of your score because your score is how much money you've accumulated. And I, I, my understanding is there's different endings depending on how much money you accumulate throughout the game. Yes. So, which is like, I'm like, all right. Like, and to me, as a kid, like, if this game had cost you 60 or $70, like, I was looking up how long it takes to beat it today. And if you know where to go, you can beat it in 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, which is classic for some of these old NES games, right? Well, but it's mean, an NES game. It's like... Right. But if you had paid 70 or $80 for it, at least between the exploration and the trying to get more money and go for a high score, like you could compete with your brother, your sister, your friends mm-hmm. or whatever to try to get a high score. Like there's there's a little bit of... Like they put a little bit of meat on the bone, mm-hmm. you know? And I've always respected NES games that just tried. I've, I've referenced on this podcast a half a dozen times the original Ninja Turtle video game for the NES. The one the that everyone like super hard, super hard and stupid for all of the shit that game takes for being so hard and everything. I've always adored the fact that, that they took that IP that they could have just slapped into a game and tried to make something different out of it. At least they made like they tried, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's your swimming and now here's combat. Now here's exploring a roof. Well, uh, and the thing about city. that game is like they experimented with a lot of things. And because of that game, we have turtles in time. Exactly. Right. And I feel the same way with DuckTales. I'm like, they could have just dropped this into like a run left and right platformer. But instead they're like, here's a bunch of, you can pick, you can play the worlds in any order. Mm-hmm. And here's a bunch of different exploration. Like there's like literally at any point you can find four or five different paths you could take. And you don't know which one's going to lead you to the boss, which one's going to just find some treasure. I, 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 and I respect the fact that they at least tried to put a little bit of meat on the bone Whereas instead of like, just yeah, slapping when you're a kid, Yeah, when you're a kid, like you'll, well, like you wouldn't, but your parents would pay like 70 bucks for a game. Yeah. Then that would be like, then you had, like, that's your game. Like, that's your plan for at least the weekend. Oh, dude. That, Whereas, like, like, this game was like, all right, well, we can, we can do that for you. Yeah. This could be your, like, this could, like, when I got a new game as a kid, I was like, well, this is my fucking game for the next, like, it was like it always months. be disappointing when you play a game and then like twenty minutes later you're looking at like end credits and it's like well yeah yeah, yeah. but I so at least this one like even if you can't get there and I could I bet you if I sat down and spent the weekend just playing it I could beat it like it's not that mm-hmm. hard no um honestly the hardest part of it and we'll get to this in a second is one of the control things and we'll get to this in a sec. But I do like the fact that, like I said, you can go exploring, find hidden walls, find some secrets. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, and it's so much fun to look at, like just mm-hmm. looking at it for eight bit standards. This game looks it's, it's really fantastic. good. It's so colorful. And like each of the environments look different and unique and cool. The only one I hate is the same one I hate in every video game ever. And as the snow world, I've always hated snow worlds because they look so boring. They're all white and fucking Blah. like mario doesn't matter i fucking don't like, give us ice worlds 
Ice Worlds, I no matter the game, Ice Worlds piss me off. Just they because, always like, suck. They always have to be there. And, like, their gimmick is always, like, things are a bit more slippery uh, now. Okay, this one has two, has a different gimmick that sucks way fuck, well, not more, but it's frustrating. So everyone knows, if you've ever played this game, the core gameplay mechanic, which I think this game, if it did invent the pogo it, stick? it's the one everyone gives it credit for, is the pogo stick, mm-hmm. right? And, like, they teach you in the first, like, two minutes of playing this game, like, you might as well just pogo pretty well the whole time because you're going to be pogoing on everything. Because basically that's how you fight, is that Scrooge jumps, and then he puts his cane below him, and then you can just hold the B button, and now you've got a, you're pogoing. And that's how you can jump on bad guys, you can mm-hmm. bounce off bricks, it's how you open treasure chests, like, it basically does everything. Um... And honestly, the, the the biggest issue I have with this that I don't think was an issue at the time is that the control, like, and it took, fuck, it took me a while to figure it out. So to do the pogo, you jump and then you hold down and hold B. And that puts your stick below, your cane below you. And then once you've bounced once, you can let go of down, just move left and right. As long as you're holding B, he'll keep bouncing. But if you don't hold down until he hit the ground the first time, he lifts the cane back up and you don't bounce. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times I fucking got hit by a bad guy because I went to jump onto him and let go of down too early and, mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't and then make contact you're not, yeah. or I'd land on spot. It was so infuriating because the entire game is built on this fucking mechanic and it's just such a little thing. And honestly, once you play it for a while, I get used to it. Then you're like, oh yeah, I got to hold down. But there's other games and the two that jump out to me the most that have done it better since DuckTales are Donkey Tropical Kong? Freeze. Tropical Freeze. Because Cranky, Cranky does it and he Cranky does it, kills but it. I never use Cranky. I use him sometimes just because I like Cranky. The character. I like Dix. I think I, I think Dixie's better oh, in every way. Yeah, Dixie's Dixie's the predominant character for sure. Yeah. And then the other game that did it, and it's a game we have to talk about on the show at some point. And if you've never played it, like I I I cannot beg you to play this game enough is Shovel Knight. I yeah. adore shovel knight like i like i i cannot i could literally just sit here and and jizz all over my table for the next half hour about how much i adore <laughs> shovel knight please but, don't yeah but just one of the cool things about shovel knight is it's a very it's a retro based like action platforming game and they stole things from like mario 3 from like Mega Man, and from ducktales and the thing they took from ducktales is that shovel knight can mm-hmm. do the pogo bounce off his shovel but i don't also remember a great soundtrack oh so good but neither of them felt as finicky as this one did just to get the initial like and dude, there's times where you get into like but a to really be fair. You're kind of comparing games that came out it, in 2018 absolutely, right. to games that came out in like what was this? 1990. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, 19, 1989. Uh, and that's why I'm like, I'm not. It's not so much that I'm holding it against it, and I still love it. But when it, right off the top of the podcast, when I was like, maybe this one stays in 89, 90. It's like if you want to play Ducktales now, maybe play the remake because because the remake it's the same game, but it's better in every way. Right, and if you have played either of these other games or something where you've got a better feel for the pogo, the pogo stick will drive you fucking crazy when you try to play this because there's a lot of areas where like if if Scrooge, pardon me, if Scrooge is like an inch high on the screen, you have an inch and a half gap. And there's spikes coming up. And so you yeah. can pogo across the spikes, but you have to, in that half inch of, of space on the screen, jump, hold down, hit B, and get that pogo stick down below you. And if you accidentally let go of down half a second early, you'll die. Yeah. You, then you get hit. And you only get three hits. Like eventually you get, I think you get a little bit more health. Um, but it just like, I died a lot. And I was just getting so frustrated with the amount of times I went to jump on a bad guy and accidentally lifted my fucking cane up a half a second early. And like it just, and again, you're right. I can't. I don't even know what my point I'm trying to make is because I can't hold it against it from something that was like that's 30 years old. But it just really like 
I was getting so fucking angry yesterday and I was like, I remember loving this game. I love the music. I love the sound effects. I love the way it looks, but this fucking pogo stick. Well, because at the like, yeah, at the time it was like head and shoulders above the rest of like the totally. platformers that were coming out for the NES. And whereas now it's like, oh, that's like, that's still a good game, but yeah. it's not as good as like even the remake. And uh, yeah, and I think it deserves a mountain. Like, and this is why it shows up on all the like when you look at a list of the ten best and twenty best NES games, it's going to be on there. Yeah, and part of the reason it gets that is like. I mean, in addition to all the creativity and stuff, yeah, like, no one had really done this pogo stick mechanic, and it was a really clever mechanic, because, like, I'm sure when they were designing it, they were like, okay, well, what do we do with Scrooge McDuck? Because he can't, there's no... Like, he's old, he's... We can't make him jump like Mario. He doesn't really fight in the shows. But, like, and realistically, it doesn't make a lot of sense that his cane is, like, the most elasticized pogo (laughs) stick ever. How does he have the ability, like, he has a cane, and yet somehow has the incredible leg movement enough to jump, Yeah, and then (laughs) go off of But it works. It does. It works in this. And they deserve a lot of credit for coming up with a clever, like, again, they could have just slapped Scrooge McDuck in here, be like, no, fuck, he jumps like Mario. Fuck off. And they didn't, you know? Another thing that he does with his cane that irritates me is you can hold left or right, and then hold B, and then he'll, like, swat, like, blocks away, or, like, bricks and stuff. And, like, sometimes you have to use it to Doesn't solve... Doesn't he, like, spin it, too? Um, I don't remember him spinning it. I don't remember. Maybe I just don't know how to play, though. Because, like, there's, like, certain parts where, like, you have to solve, like, a puzzle where you've got to... Like, they're, they're pretty minor puzzles. But you got to swat, like, three or four br- 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 bricks, like, across the screen. And then you can use them to pogo up and stuff like that. And that's cool, too. Uh, but I just found the mechanic very clumsy. Like he doesn't just instantly do it. You have to like hold it for half a second. And sometimes it's hard to tell if he's doing it or if he's just standing there and stuff. And it just like, I'm, I'm telling you, like I, okay. So for anyone that saw me tweet it, cause I don't know when this episode will go live. It could be months from now. I tweeted out yesterday on October 3rd that I'm replaying up, replaying a popular NES game in preparation for the podcast. And it's not as good as I remember. And it's this game. And it's just those little finicky aspects of the controls that just mm-hmm. wouldn't have bothered us when we didn't have more current tighter controls to play. Yeah. But now that we do, I'm like, this is kind of like irritating. When you, when you died in a game as a kid, it was like, oh, well, I guess that happened. Well, I guess I'm going to go back to the beginning of the right. life. But, like, we're older now. We have less patience. We have more to do. Yeah. If we die in a video game now, it's like, well, I'm going to turn this off and go do something else now That's for it. a while. Yeah. So when something, when things like that do happen, it's like, well, but don't you understand how much I have to do right now? Yeah. I just, I've always, I always get frustrated. Like, I mean, I get frustrated with video games all the time, but I always get irritated when I die based on a control that I'm like, I don't feel like these controls are are quite what they should be. And again, 30 years ago, it was probably fine. It's just, I'm, I'm not used to it now. And now it feels weird, you know? If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Um, and then the other thing is there's no continues. Like you get your lives, but when your lives are gone, that's you fucking yeah. back to that title screen and you try again. Yeah, that was the which I thought was kind of vicious. That's what I liked about the remake is that that was no longer the case. Yeah, it continues. Like, I mean, obviously this was before save files and stuff, but like, especially in a game where like you're designed to like, it would really suck if you were having a sick game and really killing it, finding all these treasures and going for like a new high score and then died right before the final boss and you're like, well. Fuck. Well, now I have to do all of that again. But but that said, but that was kind of the nature of it. Right. It was like, yeah, but this is your weekend. It's so. a thirty. It's a thirty minute game. If we don't make you play it over and over again, you're gonna be mad that you spent eighty dollars. to yeah. fucking Oh yeah. So that's the other thing I wanted to rant about was the fucking snow level, uh, the ice level. It's after teaching you that the pogo stick is the absolute end all of all in this fucking world. When you're on the snow, you can't pogo. If you try, you just get stuck in the snow for half a second. And I don't even remember. It's been so long since I played this game. I don't even remember that. Oh, it's so... It's I like do a, remember getting stuck in snow now. Unless you land on a bad guy. Because if you land on a bad guy, you'll bounce. Yeah. But if you don't land on a bad guy or like an ice block or something, if you just land on the snow, it's like... Literally, it's like a, it's like a second long animation of him just like... Because ah, he's in the ice or the snow, and then he gets out, and you can keep walking. And there's it's no the way. Same, same thing when you're a kid. That second means nothing. Like, Ugh, but now it's like fuck. And like there's like no I way have to do my taxes. Yeah, and there's no way to make him run. Like he doesn't run. There's no like hold B to make him go faster or anything. So then you're like you get so used to pogoing around and going quick with your giant pogo bounces, and now all of a sudden it's just like. All right, we're just walking across the snow. Now we got to jump on this one bunny. And then if you miss them, you're like, well, fuck, now I'm stuck in the snow for a second. And then you go down into the ice world, like into the caves down below, which is where it gets cool because it's very exploratory. Mm -hmm. And then there's fucking launch pad. Hey, you want to go home again, Mr. McD? And it's like, no, I just got here. And then there's these giant spiders and you slide on the ice and the spiders are coming down and you can't time the fucking bounce on them because they just come down <laughs> at random times. And I'm sorry to all of you that grew up loving this game and are like, stop shooting on our favorite game because I loved it too. It's not as good as you fucking remember. Play Chip and Dale instead. Or the HD remake. Or the HD remake. But, okay, that minor thing aside, music's cool, looks great. I love all the characters that show up. I like the concept. I love the I love and I mean I think it's the Mega Man fan of me but I've always loved games where there's you can choose the level order you want to play them in like I've always in any game I like you, that concept but like you can play the, them in any order to an extent though right it's like the Metroidvania thing well I 
I mean, I didn't beat it, but the only one that I remember getting stuck like that in was the cave to Transylvania. There's mm-hmm. other ones where like, like on the moon, you hit a point where you're kind of in it. You go, you can either walk along the moon, but eventually you run into a wall where you need, uh, oh yeah, one of Huey, Dewey, or Louie's standing there on the fucking moon. <laughs> and he's like, and he's just like, oh, hey, you got to find Robo Duck's remote. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, kiddo. And then I got to go back and climb up into this UFO. And these poor aliens are in this UFO, just like, this is our fucking house. <laughs> I like and how you're like, concerned about like the well-being of the... Well, because like in most games, when you fight aliens, the aliens come to Earth. And you're like, hey, no, 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 fuck off. This is ours. But we went to their... We're going to their planet to take their treasure. And it's like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And their treasure is green cheese. So it's like, hey, this rotten cheese that you guys think is so holy, I'll be taking that. And it's like, no, you won't. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then I'll pogo stick onto your head. But I'll probably fuck it up half the time and you'll hurt me. So you have to go into this UFO, find this remote control to work RoboDuck, then go back down to the moon, have RoboDuck blow up a wall. Then you can climb down the wall into the moon and then you go looking this for the po- I, th- I love how this podcast is just us poking holes in the morality of the DuckTales video well, games. Like, well, you Scrooge- start up this capitalist billionaire who's just trying to make more money. Scrooge and- is kind of a piece of shit. He kind of is like his name is literally Scrooge. Right. Having said that, though, like I think this was always the like uh, the uh, like the reason he appeals is like he's so nice to Huey, Dewey, Louie, and he's not mean to Launchpad, and like he's not like he's not like a Kevin O'Leary like rich yeah. guy. And if you're not Canadian, you might not know who Kevin. Well, he's not a Shark Tank in the states. He's People not know a who Trump. Kevin O'Leary is. He's not a Trump. Like he seems like a nice enough guy who just really wants to swim in money. Yeah. Which is disgusting, but um, <laughs> not to mention incredibly unsanitary. Like, yeah, oh, just gross. You know how many people touch money? You like you go to the Amazon and there's like monkeys and snakes and bees. Oh, the, oh, and those fucking bees. So there's monkeys and snakes and bees, and you're just like, nope, I'll kill all of you because I'm taking your treasure. Then those fucking bees. That's okay. That's the other criticism I have of this game is that there's no real way to attack in front of you. Like I don't understand why they didn't just make the cane swingable. Like in like like a sword. Like I yeah. I do not. I to me that like I mean maybe it would have broke the game and made it too easy if you could just attack bad guys as they came at you. Well, but then but, they could have like made. They could have found a way to make that not break the game. Right, because like there's a big part in the Amazon level where you kind of climb up into the sky on these vines. And then, oh yeah, you climb up this vine and then one of Huey, Dewey, or Louie's standing there and you're like, oh, I wonder what great tip he's got for me. And you go talk to him and he's like, hey, use your cane to get around. And it's like, hey, thanks, figured that. dipshit. How do you think I got here? But uh, <laughs> you couldn't get there if you didn't. But then you go through the sky on these like these little individual like bricks, and it's you know classic like like platforming where if yeah, you fall, like you school, fall. Yeah. But these fucking bees keep coming at you from the left side of the screen, and the only way to fight them is to bounce on them. But it's so hard to time the bounce perfectly with when they're going up and down as they come left and right, and then they hit you and knock you off the screen, and you fucking die and it's like why can't i just swing my cane forward why i can swing it forward if there's a brick in front of me because not only can i do that but i hit the brick like babe ruth like it flies into bad guys it's so often when you're in a game and you're like and it's like well why can't i just do that like i yeah why couldn't i just climb over that hedge like i could do that in real life i'm telling you like i didn't plan on getting this worked up it's like 11 in the morning i'm in a good mood the rays are about (laughs) to play baseball in the playoffs i'm happy i just Okay, listen. Okay, like I know it might feel like I've sat here and just shat on this game for the last half hour. Like this is a good game. It's it, a great game. It's yeah. a great game. It looks great. I love the music. I'm so. I'll be honest with you, Mark. Like I don't edit the music and stuff in until the day before I put the episodes live. I'm so excited to just play the soundtrack of this level, this game. Absolutely. Um, soundtrack is incredible. Uh, one thing I just say, like the old one didn't age as well as the. 
No. Didn't age that well. No. So the HD remake is better in every way. No, yeah, I so agree with that. if you've never that. played the game, you don't need to play the original. Go back and play the remake. Yeah, I agree with that. Having said that, like, I mean, I feel like that with a lot of NES games, like, there's not a, like, honestly, like, the I, I feel like the, Mar- like, Mario 3 aged well. I feel like most of the Mega Man's aged pretty good because they kind of mm-hmm. are what they are. Mario but even 2 like, definitely did, too. Mario 2, right. But, like, even, like, the Castlevanias, like, to me, Super Castlevanias better than any of them. Um... The original original I, Metroid. The was. original Metroid is is impossible. As much as I I, mm-hmm. I like it, I'm telling you, like the original Zelda, like candy, it's 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 I, nothing I, compared to Link to the Past. Like I don't, nothing. I don't like the original Zelda. Right, That's, and you're the biggest Zelda fan I know. Like, absolutely. I'll, it's not shitting on these games. It's just these games were all the pioneers, and it's other these games are where have the done games this better. That we love came from. Right. To me, where this game deserves a lot of credit is that Capcom didn't just take an IP, throw it in a piece of garbage game, and release it like so many other companies did. They put did. thought and care right. into this like game. Back to the Future, Adam's Family. Go. Actually, actually, Adam's Family game is pretty good. But Back I've to the Future. I've never played the Adam's Family. Did you, ever, did you ever play the Home Improvement game? Yes. Oh, my God. There you go. Like Dennis the Why Menace. Why were they going back in time? It made no sense. All these shitty Home Alone games, like Ghostbusters. Like, so many IPs got stuck in these awful... Like, obviously, you mentioned IT. Dennis so, the Menace. ET. Did you ever play the Dennis the menace oh yeah game. we owned it it was sucked it was like one of the only games i owned for a long time Ugh, so, so i almost beat it there's so many shitty ip based games and this one isn't this game is is fine there's nowhere to play it I, I think it got packaged into like one of the one of the remasters or one of the capcom like disney collections or something you can play it but like it's not on any virtual consoles it's not on the nes classic the only way to play it basically as far as i know is either you get your nes sick like i did your nes classic sick like i did or uh, or collect and buy it and it's one of the more expensive games on the nes yeah. i know decktales 2 is like ridiculously expensive but even the first one is not cheap because it's one of the good games that everybody likes yeah it's one of the ones that people are looking for so i'm just telling you like it's not that it's not awesome but if you haven't played it in in 25 30 years don't go out and spend a ton of money just to play this game because i think you'll be a little bit let down that's all i'm trying to say especially when there's a better option available when it comes to the remake yeah all right i felt good all right. It, did. it was good? cleansing, yes. Okay, so then uh uh out of a million Scrooge McDuck money out of <laughs> out of a million dollars, how many dollars would you give DuckTales on the NES? I would give him five hundred thousand because that's how much he should be taxed. Death to cap I don't know. Oh I'm I'd sure he's, like, he's he's not paying taxes. Let's say like I don't know, seven out of ten for giving a seven hundred thousand out of go. a million. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go yeah, I'll go seven hundred and fifteen thousand four hundred eighty-two dollars. It's pretty good. It's not great. It's <laughs> I good. love. It's like you have it down to like the dollar. Well, you know, taxes. How many and cents, Adam? Numbers. You're leaving out so many no, details. It, you're right. Thirty-two cents. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, good stuff, buddy. I'm glad we covered it. Listen, if you grew up loving this game and now you're mad at me in particular, I feel like I was a lot angrier this episode than I normally am, and I feel like I was a little bit more hard on this game than Mark. Uh, don't be angry. Just, just. If you haven't played it forever, then you try it and then see. Just tell me if you're like, oh, this is as good as I remember. I'm telling you, it, it's a great childhood memory. If we all grew up loving it, just leave it there. Just leave it in your childhood memories, okay? Just, yeah. I'm telling you, just do that. I promise. Just, I'm promising you, just do that, okay? And if you ever see Launchpad, uh, he'll take you home. But he won't make you, he, oh, yeah, that's another thing is he won't let you ride in the helicopter. You will have to hold on to a piece of rope 
and be dangled below the helicopter the whole way. Cause that's like what the animation is, is they fly through the sky and launch pads up in the helicopter flying like a doofus and Scrooge is literally just hanging, even on the box art, Scrooge is hanging onto a rope, hanging down off of the helicopter. Just to be like, why, why can't I ride in it? And launch pads like, oh, there's no more room, Mr. McGee. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. No need to rant like that. Good enough. Thank you for doing this, buddy. Beauty. Thanks for having me. Fuck yeah. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for coming over, talking DuckTales and all the other games that you've talked with me, to all my guests that have been on the show this year. Thank you so much. We have grown exponentially. I'm so grateful for all of you. And uh, thank you all so much for listening and downloading the show and reaching out to me with your great feedback and leaving good reviews and telling your friends and all that great stuff. I can't wait to see where the show goes in 2020. it feels weird to say it's 2020, but it's going to be in like a week. Uh, again, guys, no episode next week. I'm sorry. It's Christmas break. I'm taking Christmas off. going to go hang out with my family and probably play a lot of video games uh, because that's how I be. If you're in Edmonton by chance and you're listening to this, I will be hosting at the comic strip from Boxing Day through New Year's Eve. Uh, come by and say hi and check out a show and have some drinks and stuff because it's holidays. And uh, I will be back on January 1st, 2020 with episode 78. January 3rd, 2020, we'll be launching Wrestling with Wrestling. And if you're on the Patreon, you'll be getting your your Q&A rambling episode on Monday, December 23rd. Don't hesitate to send in questions and topics and stuff for that. I'll be recording it this weekend. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If this is the last time I talk to you before the new year, have a great Christmas, a great holiday season. And I will check in with you guys again in the new year, the new decade, the decade of Remember the Game. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers.